We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Tanea Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Uh, hello, once again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. It is a Packers preview here with uh, Mike Wendlin here with Tyler Grizzagork and Gage Bridgeford bringing the trio together as the Packers take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, also known as the Jake Luton Show from Lambeau Field on what is supposed to be a windy and a potentially rainy and snowy Sunday afternoon. But guys, as we record this, Packers are favored big, but this has got all the makings of a potential trap game. Huge trap game. I and mean, We talked about it earlier in the season, uh, a couple other instances, but this one, uh, the Packers are 13.5 point favorites, and we'll get into that a little bit further later, but uh, there's a lot of reasons to not like that, and we'll, we'll go through those as we work through this game today, but uh, the weather is going to be one of the biggest factors this week. 
Yeah, um, it's like you said, big trap game potential here. Jair's out, which is going to be a big, uh, big issue. I'm not sure that Kevin King's going to play either. So DJ Shark could have another big week after he went off last week against Houston. Uh, Alan Lazard still hasn't been activated yet, and I don't think he's going to be. Uh, we kind of talked before we got on here that it's very probable they just hold him out one more week to let him fully get back uh, to full strength. And with the wind being like it was, we saw Green Bay against Minnesota just two weeks ago get kind of bullied around because they couldn't stop the run. James Robinson's not on the same level as Dalvin Cook, but he's still a pretty talented back in his own right, playing like a borderline offensive rookie of the year. And if he gets rolling early, Green Bay could uh, could be in for a, a, a surprising, surprising loss. Well, absolutely. And, and before we jump even further, again, don't forget also to subscribe wherever you can find us at Packaday Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Let us know how we're doing. But taking a look at the injuries for this game very quickly for the Packers, like Gage said, Jerry Alexander doubtful with a concussion and a hand injury. Uh, John Lovett out for the season with a knee injury, so the long-haired fullback is gone for the season. Questionable, Kevin King, Will Redmond, Vernon Scott, Darius Shepard, EQ St. Brown, Robert Tunyon, and Rick Wagner. Not on that list, though, David Bakhtieri. He'll be back at left tackle. Tyler Irvin's good to go. Aaron Jones is good to go. And it looks like, with the exception of Alan Lazard, that offense is going to be set to go at basically full strength going into the game against Jacksonville. For the Jaguars themselves, Dakota Allen is out with an ankle injury. Defensive tackle Doug Costin's out with a concussion. Gardner Minshew with his right thumb. Devin Ozigbo, the backup running back, is out with a hamstring. LaVisca Chenault out as well. Andrew Wingard went to injured reserve. Listed as questionable is Brandon Linder and old friend Josh Jones, who is currently starting at safety for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is questionable. So this Jaguars offense already not good to begin with. Without Chenault, without Zigbo, without Minshew, and potentially without Linder. Uh, Tyler, what do you see from this Jaguars offense that could make it things a little bit tougher for the Packers? Well, it, we talked about this on our on our fantasy preview pod for the week. Uh, DJ Chark for the Jaguars. If no Jair Alexander this week, he's going to be a guy that you definitely have to keep taps on. Uh, and so Pat, Patton not having his number one corner has been able to survive relatively easily this far, considering the Vikings didn't pass, and then uh, Jair, Jair got hurt in the San Francisco game. So the the game still there was... Nick Mullins and the lack of wide receivers. So they were able to, you know, get through those games. But DJ Chark is going to be their toughest test, I think, uh, that they've experienced because the Jaguars, are, I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to do what the Vikings did, is which is be able to run the ball like you can pass and eat up chunks of yards like that. Uh, normally, if you're running the ball, you're not going to be able to play catch up. But if you're really good at it, the Jaguars are okay at it. I don't think they're great at it. So I think that they're still going to have to pass. DJ Chark's going to be the guy here that you're going to keep an eye on. And uh, that, that really is it in this offense. I mean, they've got some other good receivers, Chris Conley, Keelan Cole, at, at the wide receiver position. But overall, the, the secondary is going to be tested for the Packers because of, because of the athleticism of this group. And DJ Chark is, is no joke there. Yeah, DJ Chart is no joke. Jair doubtful. Josh Jackson has showed some potential, which is great, but it's not it's not ideal it's not ideal to have him covering number one wide receivers. That's kind of this is kind of like what happened his rookie season. They threw him into the fire really quickly. He's going up against great receivers. Uh, Chark has has really uh, popped over the last two years. Um, that offensive line is 
That offensive line team, Brandon Linder, is questionable, but I think he's ultimately going to end up playing. He had two days off, limited participant on Thursday. It was scheduled rest days. This offensive line is is really strong up front. They have the pieces to really push around Green Bay on the front. They are one of the few teams that is actually trotting out the same starting offensive line that they had last season. Uh, and this this wind is just it's, it can cause problems. Up to 40 mile an hour gusts. Uh, Jake Luton looked actually serviceable as a backup as a quarterback last week. He was I understand that the Texans defense and the Packers defense is different, but they, they can both be gashed. They can both be susceptible to big plays. And guys like Chark and Keelan Cole, who's got a ton of speed to work with, can can get up on these uh, Packer corners quick. They like to work with physicality less than uh, less than they like to work with speed. And if you get a guy like Chark or Cole going down the field, Luton will take that shot and hit him because they're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. Uh, they're proud. They're trending towards having one of the top two or three picks in the NFL draft. And this is a game they're not expecting to win. So if they can keep it close and uh, give Green Bay a scare, it would not be the most surprising th- thing to me. Green Bay's favored big in this game, but I, I don't have a. Not that I don't have faith they can win. I just don't have a ton of faith in them coming out just like smoking Jacksonville. Yeah, really. The only thing Jacksonville has to lose is one of those top picks, whether they want to get a Lawrence or a Fields or a Lance or whatever they're looking for, unless they, unless for some reason they still think Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy. But when you look at news going around in Green Bay, there's not too much, of course, Packer Nation is mourning Paul Horning and the Lombardi years starting to fade away faster and faster. But as far as like free agency news, injury news, uh, Chris Barnes, A.J. Dillon, as far as I know, still on the COVID reserve list. Uh, Packers trying to get healthy and get fully back. We hopefully will see that shortly. Around the NFC North, though, there was a couple things going on that will impact Monday night's game between Minnesota and Chicago. Obviously, Chicago, Matt Nagy handing off play-calling duties to, to Bill, uh, Bill Lazor. Uh, Nagy, that Bears offense is brutal at best. Minnesota has released veteran guard Pat Elfline. Edra Cleveland will be starting the rest of the season for the Vikings. Elfline just never got it going as a fairly high draft pick. And r- really, Minnesota, they can now say that they whiffed on that one as their offensive line still continues to be an issue. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Yeah, the that's going to be an interesting game to watch on Monday night because the, the Bears, who have had an up-and-down season. I think that there were a lot of people, I was in this boat as well, who thought that they were overperforming the first part of the year. Uh, their second half their second half schedule is not going to get any easier. So if, if they're going to 
be relevant in the NFC. They're going to have to start winning some of these games with their offense. Uh, so the change makes sense. I think Bill Lazor is going to be a positive change for them. I think maybe Matt Nagy is just getting in his head a little bit. Ultimately, the scheme should be the same. The, it's just going to be a little bit of the sequencing of the play calling, which I don't even think that's been the problem, to be honest with you. It's just been execution overall. So we'll see if they uh, if the change in play calling, the change in scenery there is able to get that Bears offense to be productive. Uh, the Vikings, I think, are going they're, – they're kind of playing for 2021 at this point already. Uh, but at the same point, they could play spoiler. They could they can be that team. They're good enough to be that team. Um, they just need to get some consistency. The defense is pretty ravaged from what we used to know what we used to know as the Vikings defense, um, and that's really showing this year. Yeah, um, I like I've been high on I've been higher on the Bears than most throughout the year, but I'm also like I also agree that they, I felt that they overperformed through the first uh, like six games or so. They've kind of come back to earth in the last few weeks, but they've stayed in games for the most part, like the Titans game, not so much, but, uh, like against the Saints, they were a field goal away from winning that one. They took, and they took it to overtime. Again, they knocked off the Bucks. They've been in games. They just haven't gotten over the hump. I still don't think that Nick Foles is the right call there. Just, I, I just think he's way too limited in what he brings them, and he's just mostly getting lucky, and it helps that he's got good receivers and Allen Robinson, Darnell Moody, who's a good young piece. But this offensive line is just, it's in trouble, man. You got Bobby Massey, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, who are all gonna definitely miss this game. You just you're playing with backups on backups on backups, and that that hurts you. We've seen Green Bay in the past, like in the Arizona Cardinals game from a few years ago, that is now infamous, and we have all we all saw Rodgers get torn apart by a not not a great front, but just because because he had no blockers in front of him. I think that the Bears are. And also, David Montgomery's out for this game. He's dealing, or training towards out. He's got a concussion, hasn't practiced all this week. I just don't have a ton of faith in, like, I don't have a ton of faith in the Bears throughout the rest of the year because their schedule still does get a little more difficult. But I have faith in them in this game. I think that the Vikings are, the Bears are just perfectly suited to beat the Vikings. Their run defense is playing really well. They have two shutdown corners who you can just stick on, like, on either side of the field. And you're going to be comfortable with no matter who they match up against, whether you got Fuller on Thielen or Jefferson or Johnson, Jalen Johnson on Thielen or Jefferson or vice versa, whatever. They're going to block or cover those guys really well, and you'll have confidence in doing it. It's not like, oh, we can't let Justin Jefferson get matched up against our number two corner because your number two corner is playing really damn good football this year. He's not getting necessarily a ton of picks or a ton of pass break, or he's actually got a fair amount of pass breakups because people aren't throwing at Kyle Fuller. But Jalen Johnson's playing really well rookie ball right now. So I think that the Bears end up still winning that game. They're they're two point two and a half point dogs at, on most books, and I've been taking them at that line pretty much universally. Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting game. I mean, obviously a lot of implications for Green Bay to watch that game Monday night, especially if Minnesota were to pull it off. Get an extra game up on Chicago, but then you got Minnesota creeping right back into that wild card race as well, potentially, uh, if they can get a little bit of a streak going. The other game, a game that really has no impact on the NFC playoff race, the Detroit Lions hosting the Washington football team at 1 o'clock Eastern Sunday afternoon. I mean, Washington technically in the NFC East race because most teams are at this point. Detroit's Really trying to play maybe to save Matt Patricia's job. Uh, they're, I, I don't know what they're doing. I'm not sure what Stafford's status is. The, Detroit's just bad right now, and I don't see 
any reason for anyone to really pay too much attention to this game? Uh, no, me neither. I mean, Detroit is coming into this game as four-point favorites. Uh, I think that the Washington defensive front is just going to eat that Lions offensive line alive. <clears throat> and regardless of who's at quarterback, they're going to have a long day. Uh, it's just going to be a, a gross game. I think it'll be a couple big plays, but otherwise a low-scoring game. I just don't think there'll be a ton of production from either of these teams. And, and like you said, there's no horses in this from either team in, in the big picture here. So uh, I'm not too worried about this game. I'll probably watch it for the sake of I watch most games, but uh, I'm not going to be too excited to do so. I am in the <clears throat> camp opposite of Tyler in terms of watching it. This will be probably the one game that I don't turn on at any point this weekend. Um, just at 1 o'clock, there's, like, obviously I have the Green Bay interest. Um, the Houston Cleveland game could uh, gives me a little bit of intrigue as well. Even though like the Texans are playing poorly, uh, Cleveland really needs to win this game to stay in that like firmly in that wild card race in the AFC. Tampa Carolina can be fun, and then at four o'clock you got more interesting games. Just I think that the like Washington and Detroit, neither one of those two teams are going to compete this year. You're not going to see. Either like there's like other than Chase Young, there's not a ton of like young talent that you're, and DeAndre Swift to in my opinion to a lesser extent just because he's still not hitting his full stride yet. There's not a ton of young intrigue to watch in this game. Like even in the like the Miami Chargers game, even if Miami isn't a legit contender this year, which I think they're a playoff contender but not a like a Super Bowl contender. You got Tua versus Justin Herbert, the five versus the six pick. Who's going to win that battle? That's an intriguing game, even if it's not among top elite teams. So the Washington-Detroit game just isn't fun. I think Detroit's going to ultimately come out on top just because I'm taking quarterback uh, superiority in Matt Stafford. But it's not exciting in the in this the what's the in the least. Yeah, the, yeah. The only reason I think that would be for me to maybe flip that game on or watch a little bit is to see Alex Smith. I mean, I think he's getting the start. Yeah, he is, because, uh... Alan broke his ankle. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the only reason he's in. To see Alex Smith start a full game is going to be just a cool moment after everything that's gone down with him and him coming back. That's... I mean, he's got Comeback Player of the Year on lock, but just to see that story come to fruition completely is going to be really cool. But turning back to Lambeau Field, of course, again, Packers-Jaguars... 1 o'clock Eastern, noon Central, for those of you who are in the Central Time Zone. Let's take a look at some of the key matchups. And Tyler, we'll go to you first. So, what's your what's what's going to be your biggest matchup for that game? Uh, so, looking at the Jaguars and Packers here. Uh, on offense, it's going to be it's it's probably going to. I don't know because everybody can perform on offense, so this is really hard. Like I don't know there's a key matchup. That's the thing, and that's why this is difficult for me. So I'm just going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers um, versus the Jaguars defense in general, finding the opportunities that he needs to find for this offense to be to continue to be successful. I don't think Robert Tunyon plays this week. I think he sits out. Uh, he had a, a late uh, late week sit out of practice. I, I just don't think he plays this week. And so Jay Sternberger, maybe, um, there'll be an opportunity for him to make some plays, but they've got Miles Jack, a really good linebacker on the other side. Uh, so there, there's that. The strength of this Jaguars team 
is probably offensively, and even offensively, they're not even that great. So it's really hard to pick uh, a strength. But Miles Jack is probably a key player on that, that Jaguars defense. Uh, they've got some good young players otherwise, Kilvon Chason, uh, C.J. Henderson, those types of guys. But overall, uh, I expect Rodgers to be able to do what he needs to do. And if he does that, regardless of the weather, I think we saw against the Vikings, he was still able to move the ball. Uh, we talked about this on our Friday pod for Game on Wisconsin, Game on Fantasy, the the game could have gone in a different direction for the Packers. They could have won this game if any one of four or five different plays had a different outcome. And so I just want to see the Packers keep their foot on the gas on on offense, see Aaron Rodgers uh, just really uncork it this week and just let this offense cook, even without, you know, maybe Alan Lazard or uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, but get Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams involved, uh, do what you need to do, get Jay Sternberger. This is a good opportunity for Jay Sternberger if Tanyan does not play. Good opportunity for him to make an impact in this offense and get him involved. So that's really what I'm looking forward to is just Aaron Rodgers keeping the offense going and uh, really kind of keeping the foot on the gas. I'm surprised you didn't mention the Mercedes Lewis revenge game, man. He's due. He's due. The the talk all week long out of, like, I saw it every day. I saw another Mercedes Lewis thing about how he was kind of disappointed with the way his time ended in Jacksonville and how he, that's that's just not how he thought it was going to go down. And I I don't think he's going to have a big game, obviously, of being a little bit sarcastic. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores, though, because Green Bay has done a good job this year of scheming up plays for him around the goal line. When you have a guy that's got his size and stature and his and he's got good athleticism for how big he is. You can get him open in the end zone on like a like a leak out play as they did against San Francisco. Um I just like run the ball or they can run the ball well. This Jacksonville front is not very good. Uh, like Caleb on Chason is going to get eaten up by the Packer tackles in Debock or in oh, or Josh Billy Allen, Turner. Guy I didn't too. Josh Josh Allen's a good young player but I, I still like I still like don't like I don't like his matchup versus uh, Billy Turner or against um, or against Debock. I just I think that Josh Allen's a good player who's got a bright future. But these tackles and Billy Turner's playing really damn good ball this year. He's been borderline probably he's been a borderline top ten tackle overall this year. Like I, in terms of like in, in terms of his grades go. I, I see you raising your eyebrows there, Tyler. For those obviously you guys can't see, Tyler, when I said that, had his eyebrows raised really big. Go look at all of the metrics. All of the metrics say that he is performing very well. He had one bad game at the start of the year. I understand that, but since then he's bounced back and played really well, especially in the run game. I think that Green Bay can establish the run here, and if it does turn into kind of a nasty weather game, Green Bay can run all over this Jacksonville defense, and when you have a better quarterback in a game like that that might be a little low scoring, I'm going to take the better quarterback here. I think the Green Bay can generate some pressure uh, just by natural scheming of things, and they can try and confuse Luton. Um, I just I think Green Bay's the better team on offense. I think Devontae Adams is going to feast, and he's going to continue to put up great numbers no matter if C.J. Henderson or whoever their number two corner is is matched up with him. You kind of took my point from me. I'm, I'm. It's not so much matchups, but just stories. I want to see uh, C.J. Henderson, a welcome to the NFL moment with Devonte Adams, going to take him along, or Trey Herndon. Obviously, we got the Josh Jones revenge game for Jacksonville, and even the return back to Lambeau Field for Leon Jacobs or Showbert, a couple of former Badgers coming into town as well. But I think the biggest matchup for me is going to be the Smiths against Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor. I mean, Jacksonville. 
without a Zigbo, uh, Robinson's a good young back, but you can you can really kind of key on and get him, take him out of the game. In with Luton, the young quarterback, maybe get happy feet if you get some pressure on him early. Uh, Linder going to be banged up, so Kenny Clark can feast there. This Jacksonville offensive line is ripe to be run over by the Packers' defensive fronts. Uh, this could be a game where we really see continued growth from guys like Montrevious Adams and Kingsley Kiki as well. I think the Packers will dominate the line of scrimmage in this one. And if they can do that, keep ja- and that will keep Jacksonville's offense down even further. That lets Green Bay then control the clock. Aaron Jones can run wild. Jamal Williams back. He can have some, some good cold-weather numbers. And I, I this just the way the line of scrimmage is going to go, I think it's going to tell this game very early on. And I just don't see Jacksonville having the horses to control that at all. I, I just don't. So, Gage, we'll go back to you first this time. If the Packers win, it's because of what? It's because they're able to contain James Robinson. That's what it all comes down to. Um, Green Bay this year, in the games they've lost, they've been run over. They haven't been able to contain running backs. In uh, Dalvin Cook, Ronald Jones had a big game, obviously, against Green Bay. I know that was like, that game was fluky. We're going to talk about it all year. It was, big, it was a big fluke game, but Ronald Jones still ran really well against Minnesota. Dalvin Cook had the best game he's ever had as a pro. Um, he was a he was a fantasy nightmare if you played against him, and it was a fantasy dream if you played with him. Um, Robinson is the has been what has driven this Jacksonville offense all year. Like DJ Shark is a good player, bordering on great young, great young talent. But James Robinson's going to be what makes or breaks this for Green Bay. Um, if they're able to contain him, I have no doubts about Green Bay's ability to move the ball on offense. It just all comes down to the defense between the Jair injury and other guys being banged up. And Green Bay this year has been just ravaged by injuries. They Last year they were the fourth best team in terms of uh, wins and losses sacrificed due to injury. This year they are the seventh worst team in that same metric. They have lost a lot of guys to injuries for brief stretches. Aaron Jones, Debach, Devontae Adams, Jair's out. Kevin King has been out for a month now. They got If they can stay healthy... That shouldn't be a problem. It's just if they get banged up throughout the game, which is possible in cold weather, because we all know that when you get hit in the cold, it hurts way worse than when you're getting hit in the warm. So it just contained James Robinson on this one. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay on the defense as well. Uh, the Packers, if they win this game, it's because... <laughs> is this going to be kind of a win-lose thing? I'm going I'm to do both of mine right away. So if the Packers win this game, it's because they're able to do what they need to do on defense to stop Jake Luton. And that, that is not necessarily saying the Jaguars' offense is spectacular, because it's not. It's absolutely not. But we have seen some subpar offenses. The 49ers is probably the best showing from this defense as a whole. But we have seen some subpar offenses do what they want to do at will against this Packers defense. 
And so it comes down to Mike Patton. Uh, there's a clear path to stopping the Jaguars' offense. James Robinson, DJ Chark, eliminate eliminate those two tools uh, for the Jaguars' offense, and you you should be successful. And if the Packers are able to do that, to, to do that, excuse me, they should win. If they're able, if they're not able to do that, they're going to lose this game because the the, the offense is going to be productive. But overall, if the Jaguars are still going to be able to continue to score, uh, there's bigger questions here. And even if the Packers come out uh, scoring more points than the Jaguars. They're going to lose because in the sense of when we're moving forward, if they can't even stop the Jaguars' offense, then who are they going to be able to stop? Yeah, I'm with you now. Uh, for me, if the, if the Packers win, it's it's because they make Jake Luton get happy feet. Uh, if they can move back Linder with Kenny Clark, if they can get the tackles to lose their contain and really collapse that pocket, I think that can limit what Jacksonville does and makes them one-dimensional. It Robinson again is good, but he's had moments where he's been taken out of games. So if they can really get to get to Luton and make him think too much, I think it's it turns into a relatively easy performance. However, if like like Tyler made a great point where even if the Packers do end up winning the game and points wise, they do come out kind of as losers if Jacksonville can show that they can really move up and down the field because that doesn't bode well with other big games coming up, especially Indianapolis next week. But that being said, let's jump in, or Gage, we'll go to you first. If the Packers were to lose, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to go back to why I said if they would win. It's if James Robinson runs wild and uh, Green Bay's offense is good but not great. Um, they, against Minnesota, they their offense was good, but it wasn't quite perfect. Granted, there was some defensive, uh, or there was some pass interference calls that just weren't made. Like that play on uh, Bob, That or it was Bob, right, not Jace. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the pass interference on Anthony Harris that should have been called and wasn't. Yes. It was big body. Okay, Yeah, so that play, that's a big swing play in the game. If that gets called, Green Bay is now down in the red zone. They have another chance to score, and that score would ultimately have been the difference maker in the game. But uh, but more impo- but most important is stopping the run because they can pressure Luton. They can get him uh, kind of rattled. And get him off and get him uncomfortable, but that doesn't matter if you have a guy that if he can just hand the ball off to his rookie, who is like I said earlier, a borderline offensive rookie of the year right now. I know that Burrow's playing good. I know that Herbert's playing good. Robinson has played very well this year. He's he's not going to win because it always goes to a quarterback. But just like Josh Jacobs last year, he's coming out. He's playing well. He's putting up good numbers. He's average. He's just he's a very good football player, and he can give Green Bay problems because he can break tackles, because he's kind of shifty. He can catch passes out of the backfield. So if they so if they lose, it's because the offense is doesn't execute as well as it should against this defense, but it's because the the running game just for Jacksonville is rolling all afternoon. Yeah, I'm with both you guys on all of this. So Gage will go right back to you, my You've got you. You're our prime guy for reading the books. What's the line for this game, uh, and what are you thinking if if you were to look at that? What the line and over under is? So currently, the over under is set at forty seven and a half, and that's actually down about two and a half points since uh, we had looked at it the last few days. Green Bay's favored by thirteen and a half. That has not moved all week. It's been thirteen and a half basically since it opened. Uh, I'm still I'm taking Jacksonville to cover here. Thirteen and a half is a big spread, especially in a game that I expect to be a little lower scoring. Um, just with the weather, I think the weather is going to play a major factor in this game, and um, I just I don't see a ton of points here. So I think Jacksonville is able to keep it close. I still think Green Bay wins. 
Um, anytime, like I said earlier, if I have a game that I deem to be a close game, uh, I'm generally going to go with the better quarterback, and I and Green and Aaron Rodgers is definitely a better quarterback than Luton. Uh, in terms of the over under, I'm going to take the over here because I think that what ends up happening is we have a score similar to what we saw against Minnesota. I think it's going to be like 28 to 20. I just think it's going to be in Green Bay's favor. So I think the over under ultimately hits here, uh, especially with Jair out. I think. Uh, Jacksonville can move the ball through the air uh, at a de- at a decent clip and can put up an, a few points. So Jacksonville covers Green Bay money line. Uh, I'm gonna go for the over. Plus, I just like to root for overs. Points are fun. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this, Tyler? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the prediction I gave on Friday, uh, which is 30 to 20 Green Bay. Uh, so we're kind of I'm kind of jumping around here, but it plays into the over under discussion. I think the over hits as well. I thought 50 was right on the money. Uh, but I think it's 30 to 20 Green Bay. I don't think they cover the 13 and a half point spread, but I do think they win this game pretty easily. Uh, so 30 to 20 is going to be my prediction uh, for the over and Green Bay not covering. Yeah, I'm with you as well. And Tyler Rooley will point off. I have 31 to 20. I think I, I think they get, they get four scorers. And I think probably three of them go to Aaron Jones in a field goal. I I I, I think 31 20. I, again, Jacksonville covers the spread, but over under hits. The over hits, and I, I think he had like and like Gage said, the weather will be a factor. It's going to be at times a sloppy game. It's going to be a, one of those ones where it's just going to be kind of awkward. But I do think that Green Bay does come out on top. But if you if you were to put money on it, uh, Jacksonville probably to cover the spread. I think is the smart play. So we got our predictions. We got our over under. We've taken a look at this game again, one Eastern, noon Central for the Packers and Jaguars. So as we wrap things up. Uh, Gage, will go to you first. Uh, again, where can people find you, and what are you working on this weekend? You can find me on Twitter, at GBridge for the NFL. As always, uh, I give fantasy advice uh, every single Sunday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's Eastern time. Uh, I will be live. If you're listening to this now, I will be live with Tyler over at Game on Wisconsin at 11 a.m. Eastern from 11 to 11.45 doing uh, fantasy preview coverage. And then you can stick around after that to uh, watch the pre-staff and, go- and whatever else is going on there. Uh, I generally write for Rotoballer, Dynasty Nerds. I do rankings for Game on Wisconsin with Mr. Tyler there, and then I do stuff for Denver Stiff. So I'm pretty busy, uh, but you can find all of my stuff on my Twitter every week. And then to you, Tyler, what are you working on? Absolutely. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Grez, and uh, a lot of my work can be found with Gage's work. Uh, we both work at Dynasty Nerds. We do our respective positions for the sit starts. I do quarterbacks. Uh, Gage, you're doing flex, right? Or running backs. Running backs. You're doing running backs. I knew that. <laughs> Can't see him, but he just, he just said yes. <laughs> so Gage does running backs. I do quarterbacks uh, for the weekly sit start. Um, it it uh, that, that comes out weekly. And then uh, for us for, over at Game on Wisconsin, we've got our the podcast, which comes out Tuesday mornings for the review for the weeks. And then uh, we have our live stream on Thursday evenings at 6.30 Eastern, which previews the week to come, and then it releases as a podcast in the morning on Friday. And so then uh, we also have our live stream sit-start discussion on Sunday morning, which starts at 11 Eastern, as Gage said, um, which is followed by the pre-snapback game on Wisconsin. Uh, other than that, I, th- I think I covered everything. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm probably missing something, but you can find all my work at Grez on Twitter. Uh, and if you have any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out because I love to have discussions with fans. Absolutely. And, I mean, if, if you're afraid of something, that means you've got a lot on your plate. That's always a good thing to have as well as when you're working in media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wenlins. Uh, 
not doing a lot of professional or college stuff right now. I'm really kind of diving into my broadcasting work on the high school side. Uh, high school football wrapping up this next week in Wisconsin. So you can find me on ZaleskiSports.com, broadcasting local games in multiple sports. And coming up soon, we'll be doing basketball and hockey as well on the high school scene. And also check us out again at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. So all of our great contributors, all of the great work that those those guys have been doing over the over the over the last couple of years. Uh, some of the really great stuff I game on Wisconsin. Check out those guys. And of course, find us wherever you can find your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, give us a subscription, give us a like, let us know how we're doing. And of course, get ready, Packers Jaguars. Packers looking for win number seven again. One Eastern at noon central kickoff from Lambeau Field. So for Gage Bridgeford and Tyler Grizzagork, this is Mike Wendland saying a so long, everyone. Enjoy the game, everyone. Stay safe. Always carry the G. And as always, go pack go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.